We are waiting for the sun to shine Shed my skin, lift the darkness from my eyes No more tears to cry Hello and welcome to League Indeed for another week. It's currently 9.39am in Western Australia. That's Perth, Western Australia in the Fatback Studios. My name's Ben and with me as always is Sam. Good morning, Ben. And if it's 9.30, that means I've just done school drop-off. And I tell you what, nothing makes you wildly homicidal like school drop-off at a primary school, does it? Funny you should mention that because I got roped into it on Tuesday. My wife had a meeting, apparently. I put that in finger quotes. <laughs> and I, yeah, I got wild, wild with rage. Oh. And it was only, it's only a two-minute drive. I don't know I don't know why the kids can't walk. What well, happened to walking to school? I don't know. These kids nowadays, but mine are only two and six, I suppose. But, oh, uh, they can still walk. And I'm the type that will tap on someone's window and say, excuse me, you're not meant to be parking there. I'm that guy. Oh, you're a real I'm, narc. I'm the unofficial parking <laughs> narc. <laughs> And I actually, this morning, I bipped at a lady because I was sure she was doing probably 70 in a 40 zone. And I tell you what, there's a special place in hell, if there's a hell, for people who speed in school zones. I like the ones who uh, who drive uh, 5Ks an hour and then stop right out the front gates of the school because their kid's more important than everyone else's oh. and, and let them out, give them a kiss. Give them their lunch. There you go. There you go, darling. Have a good day. Yeah, and then they check their phone. Yeah. That's that type. Stop in the middle of the road. Yeah, because they're time poor. And then, then wonder why people get <laughs> murdered. Oh, I tell you what, I'm not usually homicidal, apart from, say, 8.20 to 8.40. And uh, if I ever pop up on the news, you'll know why. But uh, anyway, that's not anything to do with rugby league. Well, let's channel some of that anger into rugby league. What are you angry about this week? I'm. Um, I want to just talk a little bit off the top. It won't. It won't be enough for a whole segment. So I'll just slot it in here, if I may. The uh, there's a place on the uh, Twitter, the Twitter on the internet that is called the Ingoa. I, I presume that's how you pronounce it. Project. Now, what they do is teach people how to pronounce the uh, Maori. And Pacifica names. Oh, because uh, we I know, talked we, about this. we have trouble with this. Oh, we? I have all kinds of trouble. And um, so you've educated yourself. That's good. Well, they're educating me. Yeah, I don't like to th- think that I'm doing it myself. I'm getting a lot of help. Uh, but one that struck me um, was we all know about the recent change of Papali'i. Now I'm cranky about that because most of the commentators seem to think there's an H in there, and they say Papali he. Ah, yeah. Um, Dan well, Janine does it, doesn't well, he? They all do it. It oh. seems to me. Yeah, Papali he. It's not he. It's Papali e. Yeah. And uh, what I've learned today, this morning, is that if there's a vowel with no little, uh, I can't remember what the word is for it, the little strokes over the top of the vowels. What are they called? Oh. Oh. We'll have to put that in the show notes I know to look it up. The dots are called umlauts. Yeah, umlauts. <laughs> like in Motorhead. Yeah. <laughs> it's got about five umlauts in it. But uh, the the if they don't have the little marks over the top, the vowels are all the same length. So when you're saying Joseph, uh, um, the rooster's kid, uh, Manu, it's not Manu, it's Manu. 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 Ma. No. Joseph Manu. Uh, to'o, we talked about that the other day, both the same length. It's like the English version of o o 
Toto. Toto. Yeah, well, we, we spoke about that last week, didn't we? So, yeah. Uh, what other ones are there? Well, C.O. Siwa Takiaho is often written as two words. His first name, C.O. Siwa, but it's one word. One word, C.O. Siwa, but he does prefer Siwa. That's right. that's straight from the the mouth of Tren, Tren, Tren. Oh, is Tren the one giving these lessons? No, no, no. He just said that that he prefers Siwa, but his full name is Co Siwa. Oh, because don't tell me Tren's proficient in this as well as French. <laughs> He's a man of a man of many Culture. many talents. <laughs> He's cultural, isn't he? Well, uh, uh, do you think these commentators are going to pop up this weekend, pronouncing them all properly? Well, it's funny you should say because the Ingwer. Ingloa Project gave a rap to Rabs Warren. Oh, he's a leading light. Yeah, yeah. they say that he, he wasn't perfect, but the effort and pre- preparation was notable in his call of the origin lately, and special mentions for his to'o and kofusi. Oh. Kofusi, uh, I think you say it. I didn't I didn't um, take particular notice of Rabs in the origin game, but... You know what they need to do? What? They need to have a chief... Compliance officer, and you know who it's going to be, don't you? No, Daryl Chook. Oh, he's the best. Him and uh, him and old butter tonsils, Stephen McIver. Oh, <laughs> geez, you, my legs just went to jelly just thinking about him. He's he's not there anymore, is he? Is he still doing it? I haven't heard him for ages. But they don't they because the Warriors haven't played over there. They of don't course. take the Sky feed anymore. But gee, he's a handsome man, and I used to love when he uh, when when referee Alan Shortle was refereeing because Stephen could say Alan Shortle like you've never heard Alan Shortle. Oh, oh, geez, it was music to the ears, wasn't it? <laughs> Music to the everywheres. And just one last tip uh, when you're pronouncing these names. Uh, the NGA in Maori or Pacifica is said like the NG in the English word singer. Therefore, we should not be hearing any hard G sounds, especially when you're talking about someone like Joe Offahangawi. Oh. Hear I, how I said that? I've been saying it wrong. Yeah, well, everyone has. Offahangawi. So how are we saying Tino? Ah, uh, yeah, well... I've got I know a, you've had trouble <laughs> with him in the past. I've got a lot of work to do with Tino. Fa Asua Malaawi. Fa Asua Malaawi. Is that oh, it? That sounds all right. Uh, I've got a long way to go if I want to get up to Stephen McIver's <laughs> lofty heights, that's for sure. What else do you want to talk about? Well, what I got is I don't like the bloke as a player or even as a bloke, but <laughs> this tickled me the other day. Is What's that little dance that Gutho does? Clint Gutherson I'm oh. talking about after he scores. The Gutherina. <laughs> Gutherino or Gutherina? I've seen him do it before, but for some reason it gave me the giggles the other day because he did it real earnestly, like, um, and he did the old Ric Flair kind of woo, <laughs> like a little one of those. And this is what I'm talking about is after he scores a try where he sticks his hands up in the air and it's rather suggestive, isn't it? It's, it looks a little, a little uh, dare I say it, lewd. Oh, is that what it is? Thru- thrusting his pelvis <laughs> at the at the crowd, Elvis style. Yeah, you it's mean. a soft thrust. It's not like an aggressive thrust, but it's kind of you know like he's definitely wiggling his hips towards. <laughs> oh, there must be. I reckon there's people on the hill. Like there's even the commentators. Oh, I wonder if we're going to see the Gutherino. Oh, is that what they were saying? Yeah, but there must be blokes on the hill saying, "Hey, Clinton, 
give us a bit of the Gutharina, mate. And he, he, yeah, it's expected of him now. And like you say, he looks real, looks real stupid doing it now because it's real, real earnest, like he's putting on a performance. Yeah, that's what I thought the other day. <laughs> I hadn't seen it for a while, probably because he hasn't. I, I don't pay much attention. Oh, to the he's bloke, a but absolute prawn, that kid. <laughs> It looks like he just swam straight out of the, out of the, out of the uh, estuary. <laughs> well, did he get it? Did he steal it? Is it uh, from from Welcome Back, Cotter? Cause, oh, well, Vinny Barbarino did the uh, did a ba 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 and then he does a very similar uh, gesture when he sings the the version of Barbara Ann and then throws the surfboard on the on the ground in the classroom. Do you remember that? Well, I'm going to have to put a link up in the show notes to that. And uh, remind me to do that because I keep saying it every episode. I'm going to link something to something and I always forget oh, it. You but, never uh, do. I'm going to do it for this one because, well, if he's been inspired by Vinnie Barbarino, then, geez, don't tell me bloody Gutho is coming up in my estimation of the bloke. Oh, I really is, don't yeah. want to like him, but that would that would tip me over the edge if he had if he had some knowledge of uh, 1980s, 1970s sitcoms that were actually good. And we, Well, speaking of blokes who just swam out of the estuary, <laughs> last night uh, I had the pleasure of um, watching the Paul G. Train Gallon in his bout with Justice Hooney. Well, speaking of people coming up in my estimation of him, like, Jesus, I hated him as a footballer, but bloody hell. Oh, you got to admire the bloke. He copped an absolute flogging. Oh, God, I only saw highlights, but how yeah, anyone goes 10 rounds of that punishment, and Hooney, of course, won every round, so it's not like Gal was even in the... In the match, but Jesus, he cops some punishment. Holy How crap. the blokes were still standing up, even after the first round, I will never know. He is tough as old boots. Is that what they say? Do they still say that these days, or tough as teak? Well, you know how they say the boxers have got a chin on them? Gal's got an organ on him, because mm. he just copped all the body shots, didn't he? Like, just absorbed... His, uh, wave after wave of punishment to his organs. His insides would have looked like little bags of mints. Oh, God, because <laughs> his face didn't... Oh, his face doesn't... Let's give it credit where it's due. His face never looks real good, but, uh, yeah, Jesus Christ. Uh, hat, hats off to Gal. Full credit to the bloke. Good on you, Gal. And he was even classy enough to go into Justice's uh, dressing room afterwards Sand's shirt, of course, just to show Justice how many welts he had on his body. Oh. Broke his rib in the second round too, and just kept powering through it. It was a it was a, a mighty mighty performance. But we got to give Justice his due. He can box that kid, and he's off to the Olympics in a few weeks. And I, for one, shall be cheering my lungs out for him. <laughs> oh. He's a great kid. Great kid. Uh, what else we got? Uh, how did you rate the return of Carmichael Hunt? Oh yeah. Oh. I, we were we were very bloody lax in our uh, podcasting responsibilities last week on our uh, round preview. It was the big in for the weekend, and we missed it. Yeah, jeez, bloody Carmichael. What's it been, 4,000 days or something like that since he played? They made a big song and dance about that. But uh, I don't know. He's pretty rusty, I think. I don't think he's quite kept up with the pace of the game, has he? He was awful. <laughs> well, I was trying to be nice, but... Just disgraceful. There was one part there where he tried to throw a left to right pass and it looked like your your young fella doing it. Yeah, it's a, it's a prerequisite, you'd think, for a 5 eighth in the modern game to be able to pass both ways. Oh, but, uh, gross. Yeah, maybe he should have just hung up the boots. And he, uh, Well, he's probably got no money. You reckon he's broke? Well, 
He'd have to be. Surely not. He was on big, big contracts with AFL and Rugby Union. But he's a lair. Is he? Yeah. I thought he was all right. No, he got busted for cocaine. Oh, he did too. He was the original original gangster. He did too. The original guy that got busted and opened up the floodgates for all these modern day idiots to get caught with it. Huh. There you go. (sighs) Uh, Speaking of hanging up the boots... Just been a, my attention's just been drawn here on my internet device. What do you think the uh, the leading brand of boot is in the NRL? This is a fascinating study. <laughs> you know, you think you're rugby league tragic, don't you? You think you live and breathe rugby league, and then you come across articles by blokes who've, who've devoted <laughs> devoted weeks of their time to find out what the leading brand of rugby league boot is. Is this as far as so the amount of players that wear them? So, yeah. so the number one boot, so over all of the NRL players, this is the number one brand that they choose. I'm going to say Puma, but I know I'm wrong and I bet you it's Blades. Oh, gee whiz. There you go. See, this is interesting. Puma. 18% of players wear Puma. Mm-hmm. X-Blades. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, Blades. Or, yeah, X-Blades. 0.4%. Yeah. Really? 0.4. I thought it was going to be one of these mind blowers where you think it's Adidas or something and it's uh, Blades. But, mm. whoa, there you go. Okay, so... Adidas, 11.9%. Really? Nike, 25 Oh, I know what it is. What I is know it? what it is. Asics. Asics. I would never have guessed that in a million Asics. years. I just thought about it then and the amount of blokes wearing Asics is actually rampant. What's the percentage? Uh, what have we got? 42.6% yeah. of players wear ASICs yeah, now boots. That I, think I should have thought of it. Bloody hell. What happened to New Balance? Don't they make rugby league boots anymore? And they make nice, big, soft, white <laughs> uh, bowling <laughs> lawn bowl shoes. Like, I think they've cornered that market, and so that's all they're going for is the uh, woodworker, uh, you know, yeah, like a woodworker videos on YouTube. They're always wearing nice, big, soft <laughs> <laughs> white balances. I think uh, I think they they know what they do good, and so they stick at it, and they let Asics and everyone have the footy boots. Wouldn't it be great to see Gutherino in a pair of nice big soft white New Balance with studs on the end of them doing the Gutherino in the, in those? It'd be very comfortable. This bloke's even broken them down between forwards and backs. Oh my god, this Jesus. is crazy! Isn't it nice that there's people like this that exist, even by team? Canberra, for instance, 50% ASICs, 22% Nike. Oh, my God. This is outrageous. Well, you got to think that they got deals. I oh, know, of course, I know, yeah. Like a bloke like Jack Whiten's got to deal with Puma. But who's, who's got time to be doing this? Well, oh, I have. Yeah, well, <laughs> we're just... reading it, so we've got time to read it. But <laughs> I, uh, I haven't got the time. I haven't got the inclination. You know, you know what blows time. me away what? is that my six-year-old has got the exact same boots as Jack Whiten. Mm-hmm. And we got them on sale over here at Jimmy Kids for about 40 bucks. Is that right? Pumas. And he was stoked. I showed him a picture of Jack wearing the exact color, everything. like, And it's not like the players get these special editions or anything. So I just think that's wonderful you can go out and buy the exact same boots. We couldn't do that when we were kids. I remember a pair of boots I had. They had, <laughs> they had big square toes. <laughs> they were, I'm not kidding, they were, and they were high tops. <laughs> High tops with big square toes and they had the aluminium studs in the bottom of them that they came with the plastic ones and we changed them out for the aluminium ones. I'll never forget them. And you know what brand they were? Um, 
Asics. Asics. Oh yeah, well they were big back in our day. Back I, I think day. I had Asics too. High and they tops were full well. leather. Yeah. They were leather. They were and they were heavy as anything. And God, the day I got them because they weren't hand me downs from you. <laughs> Well, now that you mention it, I think those were hand-me-downs because I've got a vivid memory of kind of tiptoeing around the rugby leg field in two small boots. And (laughs) mum... You mustn't have had them for long then because they were in nice condition when I got them. They look, maybe they maybe they boxed them up and said, Happy birthday, Sam. We got you some new boots and I didn't ever notice you playing in them. Well, I'll let you in on a secret. I didn't play too hard. I, oh. I, I, I was I could usually be found hanging around out the back, not doing much. So, yeah, they would have been in pretty good nick. Uh, let's talk about some serious rugby league matters now. And Victor Radley finds himself in hot water again in the in the soup, in the disgrace soup, soup of disgrace. Yeah. Uh, Roosters coach Trent Robinson, that's Trent to our loyal listeners, has launched a stunning rebuke of one of his players over a second NRL investigation this year because he, of course, was caught tackling someone in Byron Bay oh, pre-season. Yes, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Uh, had a $20,000 suspended fine, which you think will be activated after this latest atrocity. Uh, Trent says that Victor needs to act like a man in public. What's acting like a man Well, look like nowadays? I think what Trent's getting at is acting like a man means getting on a plane and not being a jerk. And not being drunk and getting thrown off it and having to come home the next day with all the trainers and everything. Yeah, he's kicked off the flight. Now, was he kicked off the flight? Did they have to pull up in... It was from the Gold Coast to Sydney. So did they land it in, like, I don't know, uh, Tari or Coffs Harbour, somewhere like that, and say, off you get, Victor? Or did they kick him off before they took off? I'd say before they took off. But I've seen people... Marched, you know, when you're waiting for your flight, and then the uh, the the arriving flight comes in, and the cops are there waiting for someone, then they put them in handcuffs. Oh, Have you ever seen that? I've never seen that. Oh, no. I've I've seen it a couple of times actually, where someone's gotten off the plane and the cops have got them. I've even seen a cop uh, escorting someone off a plane, so that might have been a prisoner or someone oh, that they were transporting, but not and for they got being the, a jerk. They got the handcuffs with the coat over the top of them, but. Uh, <laughs> But I would say he's been thrown off beforehand because, and I applaud this because there is nothing worse than sitting next to someone who's pissed oh, on a plane. The it's worst. the absolute worst well, because they want to, they want to talk to you for starters and breathing stale grog fumes all over you and everything. And I'm not a wowser, but I am. My days of being pissed and carrying on are far, far, far gone. So nowadays, if I'm sitting next to someone who even has, you know, when they come around, I'm uh, come around with the tray and I'll drink for you, sir, and I'm just hoping like crazy that the person next to me doesn't have one of those little bottles of wine because then they're going to stink the whole bloody thing. <laughs> they're going to stink the whole trip. You are a wowzer. Oh, Jesus. And I don't drink on planes just because of that, because I'm courteous, because I don't want to be talking to somebody bloody sipping little tiny can of VB and stinking the joint up. So I can imagine what Victor would have been like, would have been out on the bloody sauce, and they reckon, oh, no, they were pretty well behaved the night before. I don't know what happened. No, he wasn't, because there's many photos coming out now. Victor, very, very, very drunk at certain uh, different rugby league games and pubs and clubs. And uh, 
and he apparently was paralytic, I, I read somewhere, uh, could barely even walk onto the plane in the first place. Uh, he was kicked off the flight alongside a group he was travelling with for being loud and intoxicated. Uh, Robinson had no patience, none, when it came to Radley's second offence of the year. It's really frustrating, said Tren. Tren, incidentally, looks like he's fashioning his hair into a croissant. <laughs> oh, God. I, I couldn't watch him the other day. He's gotten real fat, hasn't he? He was down there in the bloody change rooms. He's got a big, fat, gross belly on him with his shirt tucked in. Anyway, oh, sorry. He just lives God. a life of rich dinners. and. Oh, imagine how much butter is in his diet. <laughs> we don't want that in the general public, said Trent, let alone someone that wears the bloody colours every week, and it's disappointing. It shouldn't happen. It's not what we want from our players. Just don't do it. Just act like a man in public and behave yourself. It's pretty simple, said Tren. I tell you what, this is the second time this year I agree with him. Oh, I 100% agree with him. It's uh, But this is the same bloke that won a grand final and goes, beers, beers, beers and more beers. And exactly. then Fox bloody replay it every chance that they get. And everyone, then they go to Matty and bloody Fletch and Hindy on the couch. And they're like, oh, look at this legend. He's going to drink all the beers in the world. Look at him. What a bloody legend. So what, what are we teaching these young fellas that it's like we're going to Put you up on a pedestal because you drink a heap of beers and get paralytic. I'll like, tell you what, being being in this studio with me over the over the course of the year, I think, has really rubbed off on you and you're becoming a wowser like I, me. I'm just sick of these young blokes with the world at their feet carrying on like idiots. Yeah. Like, why can't they just be like, and Curtis Scott, you're one of them. Oh, yeah. David Fafita, oh, you're one of yeah. them. He's just been sanctioned for bloody earlier in the year. He bloody busted into someone's house and went into the wrong bloody room. And people think it's funny. It's not funny. i got two boys. i got two sons that are at a very young age, and I don't want them to grow up to be dickheads. <clears throat> And well. they're not going to be dickheads because I'm going to make sure that they're not. Even in our youngest, like when we were young and stupid, we were pretty young and pretty stupid. But Jesus, I've never been kicked off a fucking flight. Well, I was a massive dickhead and I never got kicked off a flight either. We used to have a bit of decorum, <laughs> didn't we? Uh, yeah. Well, I think the... Uh, You'd still have manners. Yeah, yeah. I'd get drunk and still be courteous. I'm sure people got annoyed at us, but we oh, didn't... Yeah, we didn't get kicked off flights. It's not that difficult, said Trent. How hard is it to get on a flight and get home? <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, it's the hardest thing in the world for this idiot. People look up to rads, says Trent. Rads. Oh, well, this is the part yeah. I didn't agree with. Uh, nobody looks up to him. He's a really good man. He's got good principles. He wants to be a lad sometimes, and that's not what we need from him. That's not what the game needs from him. It's not what the kids that look up to him need from him. So he needs to assume that quickly. Assume what? That it's not hard to get on a flight and get home? Oh, Tren, I think that you've made a rod for your own back here by encouraging the behaviour in the first place, by giving him a cuddle uh, after he did his beers, beers, beers at the grand final and saying you how much you loved him. I think it's all Tren's fault. What do oh, you say? I, I agree with that. I think it is. Is and he fostering a culture of pissed idiots? Yeah. And then, he and then well, all right. So, okay, so... 
<laughs> Curtis got. I was gonna. I was willing to give Curtis. I was like, oh god, when it happened in on Australia Day a couple of years ago, when he got arrested by the police and everything, I was like, oh god. But then it came out that he actually, you know, about the police case and blah blah blah. But he shouldn't have been being a pissed idiot to start with. So I was like, okay, well, he's made a mistake and everything. Obviously, he hasn't learned from it. So the Raiders have dropped him. He's got plays no part. He's not a training. He's not doing anything. Raiders have done the right thing. Hmm. So, are the Roosters going to do the right thing? Are they going to drop this idiot? I know he's got another probably, what, three weeks to serve out his suspension. And I know what's going to happen. He's going to come straight back into the team. They're going to probably suspended fine him again, another 20 grand or whatever. And bloody, yeah, what, but he, what's he going to learn? Well, he, what, to his credit, he wasn't violent. He didn't punch anyone in the mouth. Yeah, but... But he did tackle someone in Byron Bay. Exactly. Probably <laughs> bloody... Yeah, and like that bloke can tackle, so he probably hit someone from behind and dropped him. So it's just what 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 are the roosters going to learn, and what is this Radley idiot going to learn from it? And I tell you what, nothing. Same as Curtis, learnt nothing. Well, after a couple of weeks in the wilderness, we finally got Craig from Goolagong back on the line. G'day, Craig. How are you, mate? Hey, how you going, fellas? G'day, Craig. What do you got for hey. us today? Oh, well, as I like to do, I'm sort of a picking a thread through previous segments, and we talked about Puig Orbert, uh, the great fullback for France, and uh, his experience uh, at the end of World War II, uh, returning from the uh, forces of Union, uh, and taking up uh, rugby league um, because in World War II with the Vichy regime, which were the collaborationist uh, or dictator of uh, government uh, led by a dictator of France, uh, a fellow called Patan, who was a World War One general, took over after the um, Germans invaded Um France was divided into two sections. There was the northern part, which was the occupied by the German part. That included Paris. And um, the southern part um, was what was called Free France or Vichy France. Oh, yeah. Uh, because it was led, uh, well, it was governed uh, in a pretty harsh manner by the Vichy regime who had sort of teamed up with the Germans and did a lot of the Germans' dirty work. Um, but uh, members of that Vichy regime uh, were also prominent in the world of rugby union. And uh, we know about the, the split, don't we? 1895 there in Huddersfield. Yes, the birth, of, um, the birth of rugby league. Yeah, well, people wanted to get paid for playing, um, working yeah. class people particularly. Um, and, you know, rugby union was not run along those those lines. It was uh, for the old school tie and the, 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 the you had to go to a good school. It's pretty similar to the situation in Australia now where um, it's divided mostly along class lines, you know. Um, but Patan um, and his regime hated rugby league. Um, his uh, Vichy's uh, Minister for Family and Youth, a, a fellow called Jean... Uh, Yves Bernard-Garry 
said uh, of rugby league, he called it morally decrepit. Uh, <laughs> so nothing's changed. Nothing's changed. <laughs> but he said uh, the rugby league's life is over. It will be deleted. Ooh, um, ooh. It was an offence to you could get uh, jailed for watching rugby league. Uh, if you played it, you were basically accused of being a communist uh, <laughs> and a member of the resistance, which um, a regime aligned with the Nazis uh, were not too keen on. So it was outlawed co- completely, um, which is extraordinary. You know, um, it was, you know, they, the, the French called it. Uh, Jeu à trois ou trois, uh, the game of 13. Uh, and it was very popular, but the Vichy regime stamped it out. Um, you know what I reckon? You, I, re- yeah, what? I reckon there's a movie in this. Ah, oh, totally. <laughs> like, man. Uh, like Footloose, where they're trying to bloody outlaw, da- <laughs> out- outlaw dancing. <laughs> this and this could be a movie. It's Kevin Bacon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh, I like yeah. I, I like where we're going with this. <laughs> okay. Um, well, uh, let me see what we get. What we could have? We could have a a team of rugby league players um, as a resistance unit fighting oh. the Nazis. <laughs> You're talking. Oh God! <laughs> it's, got a, it's, it's got a little bit of inglorious bastards. Yeah. It's got a bit of uh, footloose. Okay, it's a so hit. yeah, it's seventeenth of June, two thousand twenty-one. So everyone, uh, this was our idea. If if a That's big right. Hollywood blockbuster comes up starring Zac Efron and um, Russell Crowe and all of them, then uh, yeah. you'll know that it came from us. Yeah, oh, he's got to be in there somewhere. He lives in Australia, doesn't he? Oh, well, yeah, true. And of true. course, you'd have all the. We have, film it at Rusty's studio. Yeah, the new one he's building in Sydney. But um, air and uh, Coffs Harbour, mate. Oh, Coffs Harbour. Harbour. Oh, of Region, course. Rural and regional Australia. <laughs> Nana, Nana Glenn, he's called it. It's mm, called that's it. That's right. Yeah. I've friends who've uh, played a gig for Rusty and then went back to his his Nana Glenn estate and viewed his uh, magnificent uh, museum of memorabilia. Oh. oh, geez, there's Which, a story for another day as well. Maybe you can, uh, um, you could get I, the inside skinny on that. <laughs> uh, well, it's it's a bit like uh, Barnum and Bailey's uh, museum. Is a curiosities. Oh, know, it's it's, it's sorry, it's not a rugby league museum. <laughs> no, it's not rugby. Oh, sorry, I thought it was rugby league. It's Mad Rusty's. It's the inside of Russell Crowe's mind. Oh God, laid <laughs> right there. Well, that'd be nicer than the inside of his guts. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, I just point that out that, uh, you know, the rugby union and rugby league, never the twain shall meet. We might laugh at rugby union these days uh, as rugby league supporters because it's at such a low ebb in this country. But um, there was a time when the forces of fascism, i.e. rugby union, tried to stamp out little rugby league and uh, we fought back. Um, we've still got the better game. Cligor Bear, who was a schoolboy union player under the Vichy regime, as soon as he was able after the, the, the ousting of the Vichy mob in 42, he took up rugby league at, as a 17-year-old, 16, 17-year-old. Uh, by the next year, he's playing for France and smoking cigs behind the line. <laughs> What a horrible history that is. Do you ever see any, uh, can you see Rugby Union ever making a comeback in this country or, or even 
England, no, France. No, because it's it, well, it's, it's it's on you know it, it's not on free to air much. Mm. Um, it's it is confined to those private schools. I, what's your you fellas' opinion of rugby union? I mean, you come from Cowra, and there's 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 both games are played in Cowra. Yeah. I, um, it's what's a, your impression of the game? It's a wonderful club in Cowra. The, well, I, uh, I always played rugby union because yeah. I didn't like getting back to 10 metres and I liked being able to <laughs> seagull around the back of the... And I enjoyed playing it, but I can't watch it anymore. Yeah. yeah. No, I can't either. I played it too. I, I went to one of those bloody schools. They poached me as a, a young mind and gave me a scholarship to go to Toowoomba Grammar School in Queensland, mm. which was one of the GPS schools. So we used to, as a sort of a... You know, country cousins come down to uh, Brisbane each weekend to get ritually slaughtered by the the powerhouses of the GPS, like Gregory Terrace and uh, Brisbane State High School. Um, Gregory Terrace, uh, when I was there, had a young bloke that for three years was in their first 15, even though he was a young bloke, a fella called Michael Liner. Oh. It was pretty handy. He, uh, yeah, not a bad record- player. Well, he was kicking goals from the sideline for fun and just tearing us apart. We lost to Gregory Terrace uh, one of those years, 68-0, which was a record. Um, (laughs) um, But it was a a big day out. Our school had, uh, each year of the school, had up to five full rugby union teams. Um, And every one of our teams against Gregory Terrace that year lost... Except mine. <laughs> the uh, the fourteen Ds under fourteen Ds were the only ones to triumph on that occasion, and uh, we gave them a snotting. Nice. So we were, but um, yeah, I'm with you. The way it's played, all that uh, you know, scrum collapse and shenanigans is just ugly to watch. It well, seems, yeah, it's a very it's a very exclusive sport to my to my eye. I, I think that it's very insular and it seems that you have to be part of the part of the rugby union culture to, or not the culture, you know what I mean, like the private school. Yeah. yeah but um I think so, but I, then I, I look at the All Blacks and I love the way they play. Oh, and, they're fantastic. Uh, yeah. They're, and they they're world beaters and it's great to watch them, but Certainly not great to watch Australia of late. It's been pretty ordinary. Well, long live rugby league, I say, and oh, keep sticking it. Keep sticking it to the man, rugby trees. league. <laughs> yes, uh, the the, anti, uh, the Antifa game, as they call it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, mate. We'll let you go. Thank you once again for another piece of rugby league history on League Indeed. Good on you. See you. See Thanks, you, mate. Craig. The Gentleman's Agreement proposed by Daily Chair Evans, the spokesman for rugby league it seems these days, has been largely ignored on the weekend uh, with Jack Hetherington, amongst others, deciding to stay down to pull the penalty. What do you think of this? Oh, it's rampant. You it's think? Ramp- well, they're being coached to do it. Well, I don't think that... It, it, they say they're blowing up about it, but it's been going on forever. Staying down oh, for penalties, so I absolutely. don't know why everyone's up in arms about it now. Just because Daly said that there's a gentleman's agreement. <laughs> Did Daly discuss this with the coaches or the players? Because no, the coaches think... are the one. Imagine Bellamy yelling at you because you're not staying down. 
And milk in the penalty. Well, they all say they don't do it, but it's obvious that they do. And in the current climate of the head high sin bin and penalty situation that we've got now, uh, there's even more incentive to do it. And you can't tell me that blokes in in a big game, a game on the line, you you a point behind and you're in front of the post and someone someone slaps you in the ear hole, you're not going to stay down. Of course you're going to stay down to win the game for your team. Because you don't want to get in trouble off the coach because they're coaching you to do it. And so it's part of their training, I'm sure, every week. It's like, okay, now what's acceptable for you to lay down? Did, did you hear, uh, is it Blake Laurie, the St. George front rower? Did yes. you hear him give it to um, Jack Hetherington when he stayed down? Oh, Oh, so you're saying that there's other players that are actually that are uh, that are abiding by the gentleman's agreement, yeah. getting into their own players for staying down? Well, Blake was very unhappy. He said, "He said, oh, I used to respect you before this, Jack." <laughs> Were they actually his words? Exact, verbatim. <laughs> It's <laughs> unreal. I don't know what Jack did to earn Blake's respect, but he's well, lost it now. He Good never, one, Jack. He, he never stayed down. He's like he watched him play every game, and he's like, no, he didn't stay down that whole time. I'm going to respect you for that. And then I've lost your, you've lost my respect. <laughs> you've lost my fucking respect. He was very cranky, poor old Blake. I'm more concerned though about the rotting of the system by uh, the coaches slash players slash trainers of the... Uh, do you remember back at the start of the year and they said if a player stays down and requires the trainer's attention and the trainer asks the ref to pull it up, then that player shall go off for two minutes? Yeah. How often does that happen? No, I haven't seen it at all. Well, Penrith are being investigated by the NRL and potentially fined. Good, I'm not... Good. Kick for, out, right? Kick out. Yes. Has to be. Controversially oh. stopping play after... Uh, kick out went down in back play. Um, now there was confusion when Cronulla were on the attack and the uh, on the attack and the and the trainer signaled the ref to stop the play for kick out. Under NRL rules, play must only be stopped if there's a head injury or a doctor is required to treat a serious injury. Kikau is a serial offender. He He's is. the biggest Absolutely. dive merchant in the NRL, and I don't mind saying that. He is the biggest dive merchant, and he's been. Found out the last two weeks, it paid like a busted bum hole, mm, mm. and now he's just resorted to just grubby, filthy tactics, which he always does, I suppose, because he's always lying down about something and bloody grabbing the back of his neck and touching the top of his stupid noodle hair and everything. And uh, so, so all right, so what are they going to do? They're going to say, oh, okay, well, yeah, we found you guilty of this, Penrith. We're going to fine you $10,000 or something, and they'll just keep doing it because they've got all the money in the world. Well, it's That's not- like a bloody, <laughs> that's one minute from their poker machine revenue. In their defense, it's not just Penrith doing it. Canberra did it the other night. I was disgusted by it. They um, they rorted the system. It was about... You'll notice if you watch games closely about, oh, I don't know, 20 to 25 minutes in, a forward always seems to have a mysterious injury. <laughs> a head knock, usually. Uh, a, a phantom head knock, and they need to come off for an HIA for a free interchange, and then they're miraculously good again. I think it was Dynamis Louie who came off. It was. Yeah. And that's a rort, an absolute rort. And in Canberra's defence, they're not the only ones doing it. In Penrith's defence, they're not the only yeah, one doing it. Yeah, they're all doing it. They're all doing it. Josh Hannay labelled the holding play ridiculous. And Phil Gould quipped during the nine commentary, put that down as a try saver for the Panthers' physiotherapist. Now, everybody knows they're doing it. What's to be done to stop it? They, obviously, the two-minute rule hasn't worked. 
But why why can't they stick to this two minute? Why aren't the NRL saying you need to do it? Well, like, if the, if it, who's in charge of it? Who has to? Who tells him to go off? Is it Ashley Klein? Is it the referee who says, "All right, you've called me to stop play now. Get the bloke off for two minutes, and you're going to play with 12. But then, or, but then you see they don't even listen to the referees. The ref bloody sent someone off the other day, and he didn't listen to them. So how are they going to enforce these trainers to get these idiots off for two minutes? I don't know. And they've already got all this other shit. They got a bloody. You know, putting everything on report, the referees have got too much on their on their plate. What is a big does a big voice in the sky come down and it's bloody Henry Perinara up in the box saying, Okay, number eleven, you have to go off for two minutes. Like what how are they doing? How are they gonna police it? I don't know. Touch um, judges need to come in and tap him on the shoulder and say, Hey, excuse me, you need to come off for a couple. Well it says Come he- with me. Walk him to the sideline. It says here, clubs risk being fined if trainers are seen to stop play for no other reason than a tactical advantage. Yes. So maybe Graham Annesley needs to uh, watch the game closely, as he should be doing anyway. Uh, He's got a, I don't know, one of those big cloth bags with a dollar sign on it. (laughs) And at the press conference, he walks in with his little tally sheet of all the indiscretions that they've made during the game. And he's got a, ta- a, a total at the bottom, and he says, "Righto, Ivan, you owe me two hundred and fifty-six thousand dollars. Put it in the bag." And then he throws it over his shoulder and walks off to Phillip Street and puts it under the <laughs> under the credenza. <laughs> That's the only way I can see to fix the bloody. But uh, some of these players can't afford these fines, so you can't you can't. Find the player. You no, need... you find the club. Yeah, the club. But then that's the other problem is that the clubs have got that much money, most of them, that it's nothing to them. So yeah, we'll put a big total of, like I said, yeah, 256000 for every indiscretion. See how much pokey money gets whittled out of the bloody account then. Yeah, but that's what I mean. Penrith, two hundred and fifty-six grand is nothing to Penrith. Well, they could find them. <laughs> oh, <I> suppose, <laughs> that's, that's one night's worth of hot chili revenue. <laughs> Oh, hot chili oh, sorry, more chili. More chili. More chili. Yeah, so I don't know. I, I just don't know how you how you do it. I've got no answers. Oh, I, you I, just keep stinging them. Sting, sting, sting. Yeah, but then they suspend these things and they bloody come up with all these loopholes of getting around it, the clubs that is, and the NRL pander to them because they don't want bloody, I don't know, they, don't, they, they need Penrith's money. Well, Annesley could collect all of this revenue. You get millions of dollars a week. Out of all of the clubs, and then they could redistribute that that money amongst the fans. That's a good point. Then the fans would be on side with it, mm, and then the fans would be betting more. Blokes like did putting you it straight back into the pokies, <laughs> wouldn't they? Blokes like uh, Joel Kane and Luke Lewis would still have jobs spooking for the betting companies. Win win. Ah, oh, it's a real mess. All right, let's have a look back at the week that was, round 14, last weekend, and to kick us off on the Thursday night, no, it was it Friday, there was a public holiday, wasn't there? I think it, was. it was. Yeah, no game Thursday, we had a loss, I didn't know what to do with myself. <laughs> what did you do? I don't even remember. I know what I did. What? Nothing. Uh. <laughs> Uh, and the uh, Cowboys were blasted in the ass by the Seagulls, at, uh, the Sea Eagles, I should say, at Four Pines Park, formerly known as uh, Lotto Land, formerly known as Brookvale Oval. And uh, Brad Parker and Reuben Garrick had a day out. Mm, and no uh, turbo, of course. So, yeah, well, I was a bit on the fence about this. I thought um, that the Cowboys might do all right, but gee, they were awful. Mm, just, just disgraceful. 
blown uh, apart. They were blown apart. Um, yeah, Ruben Garrick was just. Uh, I, I I think I might have uh, sent in uh, sent a message on the group chat that I think Ruben was a walk up start for Queensland until I found <laughs> out he was from Sydney. <laughs> oh, is he? Oh, yeah. Oh, geez. I, well, if he was a Queenslander, I, I actually agree with you. I think he'd be. Oh God, he was good. Fantastic, he's fast, isn't he? He's, he's a super lot faster fast. than what I always than I thought. And uh, he was slotting goals from left, right, and centre. Just had a, a wonderful game. I love Ruben Garrick. Very mm-hmm. handsome, as I've, is, as I've mentioned before. The return of Dylan Walker, and he scored that try late in the game, and everyone got around him. And they <laughs> did get around him. It was, of course, the Bob Fil- Bob Fulton tribute game. Oh, right. They had his jersey. jersey. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Daly Cherry Evans was magnificent as well. I hope he can back that form up in uh, the next Origin game, whenever that might be. Let that be a lesson for your Tigers. That's how you play for your departed legends. One thing I was disappointed about with this, Friday night in Sydney, Heartland, Rugby League Heartland, you know how many they got there? Seemed pretty full. (gasps) 6,000. If that, I thought that was generous. It was pretty bloody. I, I remember thinking, "Geez, there's not many there." But then that typical of manly supporters, like I was, so, uh, and a Friday, like God, they must have all had something else on. There's no restrictions in Sydney anymore, is there? No, mm. they must have all had something on, like a bloody wine and cheese tasting. Manly, is yeah. that? That's not wine and cheese country. It's bloody VB country. No. A bit hoity-toity down oh. around bloody D. Yeah, when was the last time you oh, a long time visited ago. the Corso? A <laughs> long time ago. Yeah, well, me too, but it was pretty hoity-toity. It wasn't bloody... Huh. It wasn't Bankstown. There you go. Sorry, Bankstown's a lovely area. Next oh. game up was the Sharks and the Panthers and the Sharks. <sighs> Nail-biter. 1.0 victory. This was a... Uh, well, it wasn't a great game, but it, did, it, it certainly wasn't a blowout. Well, it was a good game because Panthers got beaten because I'm on record as saying I hate them. Mm. And they didn't score until the second half, the Panthers. Yeah, they, they were um, they were pretty average uh, yeah, without, well, without their stars. Matt Burton uh, didn't do himself any favours. No, he played, He scored a couple of tries but didn't play very good. Well, the f- yeah, the first half he was decidedly average and then Rubbish. he came good, I suppose. But Sean Johnson put over the wobbliest field goal you've ever seen in your life to well, claim victory for the Sharks. Who's going to pick him up? Because he's in pretty good form. Yeah, I don't know. He's in the... Oh, God, I hate this term. They're using it all over the place. In the shop window. Well, at least he's not in the departure lounge <laughs> like the bloody like the bloody St George blokes that are, that are unwanted like those idiots oh and we'll get so, to them in a minute yeah, yeah right the shop window is much better than being in the departure lounge well Sean's in the shop window and he, he's put a fairly hefty price tag on himself the shopkeeper said just make your own price up Sean and he said okay 900,000 how's that well, that's what he's on, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, I don't think he's going to get that. But, yeah, mm. someone someone should pick him up. <coughs> Raiders. Uh, next up was the Titans, the first game on Saturday. The Titans, <laughs> poor old Titans, got got done at the end by the Roosters, 35-34. This was wild. This is the wildest <laughs> game of the year, I reckon. Like, it was just crazy. It was pretty crazy, yeah. And, and you know what? Titans got dudded. They yeah. got dudded because that Angus Crichton try was not a try. 
He promoted himself. He used his left arm to bloody oh. push himself forward. And I don't care what anyone says. And there's a bloke I know who's the most one-eyed Roosters fan who even said it wasn't a try. And, of course, he said that when they were bloody, you know, a few points up. <laughs> Did and he? then he would have changed his mind by the end of it when it was a draw, I'm sure. But And then sticking his tongue out. Oh, Jesus, Crichton. If there's something that's bloody that gets me hot, it's... Footballers being arrogant smart asses. He's not very likable at all. He's not. What if, what if he made up a dance? No, oh, no. The Crichton Arena. No. Crichton. No. no. And, and where was Tren? Where was Tren there? He's too busy talking about Victor Radley and bloody and Boyd Cordner being a leader of men and Victor Radley not being a leader of men and nothing. Radio silence on bloody Crichton. Being a two Bob Lair. Maybe he was privately disgusted behind closed doors. Oh, no, he probably trains them to do that. Anyway, Titans came roaring back. Uh, Jamal Fogarty <laughs> and uh, Tyrone Peachy in particular were on song in the second half when they, I think there was, th- what was it, 30 to 4 or something? Oh, they were getting pasted. Mm. And, uh, Looked yeah, like it was going to be a famous victory. Sam Walker's field goal was a lot better than um, uh, Sean Johnson's, but he's not in the shop window. No. Yeah. Uh, uh, ben Marchke got marched. Yeah, <laughs> oh, no. yeah, and that's for, all the talk. For 10 minutes. He's, he's looking at a few weeks. It was a pretty severe high tackle. Yeah. Uh, and that's, I think, that, uh, that's when the Roosters started collapsing, was when superstar Ben March, Marchke was <laughs> off the field. Did you use inverted commas there, I hope? I uh, hope you put up the air quotes. Not at all. I was, well, they scored three tries, I think, when he was off. I think I remember messaging that all the Roosters need is Marchke back on the field <laughs> and they'll be fine. Anyway. They put three on them. Rabbitohs 24 got over the Knights at, let me guess, McDonald Jones? No, no. Stadium Australia. Crowd of 12,000 to see the Rabbitohs uh, put the cleaners through the... God, they're awful, the uh, Knights. They're just terrible. Just awful. Who's their coach again? O'Brien. O'Brien. Adam O'Brien's got a lot of work to do, but I don't think he'll be able to do it because I think they might sack him. Oh, I don't know. It might be a bit too early for the... Uh, well, the Knights don't care. <laughs> How's his organs? They sacked. <laughs> he got punched in the he guts. Did. Gal style, didn't just he? Just lucky it wasn't by Justice Hooney. It yeah. was just some random punter at the races. <laughs> uh, Alex Johnson, a, a hat trick. And um, someone's how old's Alex Johnson? Twenty seven. Yeah, it's crazy how young he is. You think yeah. he's been around forever? He looks old too. He looks too. like he's fifty. He looks like Laurie Daly, but an older version. Because <laughs> <laughs> he looks older than Laurie. Oh, Laurie's in f- pristine condition. Oh. I saw him last night on the telly. Jesus. Well, you wouldn't like Laurie's current gig, would you? As a uh, he's a spruker, spruker for yeah. betting companies. But you know, a man's got to earn a living. I don't care. Him. Laurie can do whatever he wants. He earned it. Oh, Joel Kane did. One of the best five eight. Ever. <laughs> uh, next up was the Raiders. They're back on top, baby. Thirty-eight, <laughs> sixteen over the Broncos and Broncos, as we all know, top fourteen. Isn't it nice to see Jack White and taken on the line? Well, that's all I ever wanted. That's all anyone ever wants. Holy crap, he play. He did play good. Like I know you, you're off the bloke, but I never. No, I'm still off him. I'm he, not. He, he He's was back. He was really good, but he. he, he I don't know. He's still got a bit of work to do. You know who I was impressed with? Josh Papali'i. Well, of course, but Sam Williams. Oh, my God. Jesus, I love Sam Williams. You know what? That that 
try that he scored where he's backing up like a little terrier and like that's all they need is just that little bit of enthusiasm that little bit of effort that little bit of support play like god oh, jesus christ he was the just Raiders non-existent support play has come back in the form of sam williams he was barking at them. <gasps> bark 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 you get over here you get over here you get over here you shut up you get over here oh, he never shut up the whole time see. that's all they need the raiders a bit of direction a bit of belief yeah, and no bloody Aitkins at the back. The other bloke I was really impressed with was Matt Tomoko. Oh, jeez, he's, he's a very, powerhouse. very strong. The commentators didn't know who he was, and they went, oh, look at this, he's a bloody strong kid, isn't he? Yeah, well, um, he should never have been out of the team, I suppose. They put bloody stupid old Curtis, and so hopefully that's the end we've seen. Oh, that's the end of Curtis. Gone. Oh, he's gone? You yeah, think? he's in the shop window. Well, good. Get out of here, Curtis. He's on the scrap. There's maybe. a new boy in town. And hey, of course, uh, I this... wanted to ask you about Toots. Is Toots in the wilderness? No, he's gone. You reckon? I, yeah, he'll, he'll... I feel a bit sad for the bloke. He's on the verge of the point scoring record. Yeah, I don't know. Oh. I can't find <laughs> the a spot. Tone, the tone of the program <laughs> just, just went way down. I can't find a spot for him because, nah. you know, the bloody Sebastian Chris is playing good. Like, he mm. scored a try there. First he's not real quick, though, is he? Who, Chris? Yeah, Sebastian. No, I thought I he was quicker than that. I don't think you need to be, but uh, as a centre anymore, you just need to be big. And strong and handsome. And, uh, of course, this game was uh, notable for Kobe Hetherington getting marched, getting sent off, not 10 minutes, Mm. sent off for, like, something that was completely, completely accidental and there was nothing he could do about it. Bloody Harawira Nida got ankle-tapped and ran... Head, head butted his shoulder. Yeah. It was and 10 minutes in the sin bin under the current yeah. rules. It was 10 minutes, but yeah, he didn't deserve to you get You know sent. what I didn't like about this? And his father, who of course was the great Jason Hetherington. Uh, Jason? Yeah, yeah. The hooker for the Bulldogs in Australia and Maroons uh, came out and said he's on a rookie contract and he can't afford the $1,800 fine. Of course not. Hopefully the Broncos, well, surely the Broncos pay it. Well, I hope they do. I hope they do the right thing because they were all outraged and said there shouldn't have been a send-off. It was one of those old-fashioned send-off sufficient type Mm. of incidents. He shouldn't have been charged at all. He shouldn't have been charged money. Anyway, uh, we'll see what happens to the Raiders this week against the uh, Dragons. But uh, there's been tips in the media about the Raiders are finally back and they're going to go on a march, but I can't see it happening no, at this well, stage. No, that's the worst thing you could say to them. The proof of the pudding is in the eating. <laughs> now, Warriors 16 got flogged by the storm. And Ken Mamalo, of course, scenes at the start where he's bawling his eyes out. And there's a bloke who did not want to leave. No, not at the start. At the end. Oh, at the end, sorry. There's a bloke who did not want to leave. And he scored a hat trick. He <laughs> Probably their best player. I love Ken Mamalo. Oh, and God. I always have. And when he came up for... Uh, when he was in the shop window... He uh, got picked up by the Tigers with seemingly very little fanfare, and I wanted Don Ferner to put the throw his hat in the ring and say, "Can you welcome at Canberra anytime you want?" But no, no, the Tigers snuck in under everyone's garden. There didn't seem to be much interest in him at all. And I say, "Good luck to you, Ken, at the Tigers, because you're a wonderful man, yep. wonderful player, wonderful asset to the game." And the Storm won handsomely, and we don't need to say any more about it. I don't think. Uh, Nico Hines show. Oh, not no, really. it wasn't. No, I don't think at all. Goal kicking show, but uh, they just keep on <laughs> goal <keeping> on. kicking <laughs> show. <laughs> well, I suppose he's converting all those tries they scored. No, the Warriors just weren't in it. They yeah. weren't. They didn't seem hungry at all, and they were playing at their beautiful sunset. Sunset Stadium. Only 8,000 in attendance. Maybe the Central Coast has gone off the the Warriors and they need to get home stat. They are, I think, soon. Soon. 
Eels, uh, as we've spoken about, the Gutharina came out uh, in their 40-12 to 12 victory over the West Tigers at Bankwest Stadium. 23,000 here. This is rugby league heartland. It was a... I remember commenting on it. There was a tremendous atmosphere at that game. Like mm. I think that's what got Parramatta home. That and they played a lot better football than the Tigers. And uh, wasn't it the Mitzel Moses show? Yeah, he was wonderful. Now, there's a bloke you wouldn't have fed at the start of the season or the start end of back end of last year. I think he was a big, big part of them falling in a big heap. And uh, yeah, he's come out. Is he playing for a contract? No, I don't think so. I think they've recently re-signed him for another three years or something. He's very secure, Mitchell, and and so secure that he gave his captain, Gutharina, a gobful. (laughs) Did you see that? Oh, I loved it. I love that sort of stuff. He went, (laughs) Gutho! Fuck off! (laughs) Because Gutho had the ball and... He was going to take the two or something, and Mitchell decided that he wanted to take the tap, something like that. Yeah, that was it. Gutho looked severely, like, heavily... Chastised, but then Gutho actually, I think, looked at him at the end, uh, and then laughed at him. <laughs> well, there's been plenty of oh, well, you don't you don't speak to your captain like that. I would if I it was would. Clinton Gutherson. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You got you. <laughs> was this before or after the Gutherina? Oh, who knows? Because if you got your captain down in the in goal, but he thrusting his hips around. Then he's up. He's a target for a it's spray. Hard, I reckon. hard to respect him, isn't it? Yeah, I know. It's not like he's a captain, like in the Boyd Cordner kind of mould, you know, where he's just stern and, yeah. you know, like no, no, uh, no funny business, just all business, you know. Like if he's down there carrying on like a two bob lair. Yeah, fair enough. I say, good on you, Mosey. <laughs> Uh, and the final game of the round, my favourite game of the round, the Bulldogs, 28, beat the Dragons, 6. What a wonderful game. <laughs> is I this loved every minute of, of it. Is this the coming of age of Jake Avarillo? My oh. God, there's people going, oh, his running game is superb. It was fantastic. I actually missed, I forgot that it was on because, of course, it wasn't a public holiday here. And, um, mm-hmm. and then, so I... I, I just snuck into the end of the second half, uh, the first half, watched the second half, but then I went back and watched the first half because I enjoyed it so much. Mm. It was fantastic. Jake Avarillo, as you said, on song. Jeremy Marshall King, fantastic. Uh, and Jake Avarillo uh, showed a lot of um, a lot of poise, poise, which he hasn't in past games. Yeah, Brandon did. Wakeham, still not great, admittedly. Mm-hmm. But I think um, a, a lot of this game went down to Matthew Dufty. Yeah. <laughs> I want to talk about Matthew. He's in the departure lounge. Oh, he's, he's in some kind of lounge. He was disgraceful. Yeah. The only thing that didn't happen to him was <laughs> in the second half, I was expecting him to step on a rake. <laughs> You know, find one <laughs> sideline that someone that, no, like just be yeah. like running across to defend his line or something, and then someone's left a rake there, and it goes because <laughs> everything was going wrong for him. Do you think he's assigned already to somewhere? Well, it seems that way. I think I, I said to you because you wouldn't be playing like that if you were putting yourself in the shop window. Oh no, no, not at all. Would it, you? Seemed, it seemed like his his heart's left the red V and it's somewhere else, and he's just not not playing for the boys. And the other thing was... was not playing for Hook. Was this game overshadowed? Did Hook get everyone in the... As as part of the uh, before game, pre-game uh, hype up by telling everyone that Corey Norman's not going to get signed next year? 
Well, they, they announced it during the game, yeah. It was very strange. Did the ground announcer come out and saying, here's your number six, Corey Norman, who's not getting signed <laughs> next year? And then they went <laughs> with all the graphics and stuff and he's been, uh, you know, sponsored by bloody Mrs. Max Pies or something like that. You know that at the start of the game. Oh, yeah. no, it wasn't a Dragons home game, so they probably didn't have all the fanfare. But is that part of it? Are they all dropping their lip? Because it looked like a lip-dropping performance, apart from Dufty looking like he's never played football ever before in his life stepping on rakes and stuff was it a lip drop oh 100 percent a lip drop performance from and him. then a mic drop performance from jake avarillo um and does that shut the door on bloody fly blown flanagan well I, I i was wondering about that myself he's out in the cold poor old kyle the he's door's been slammed shut in his face he can't even get into the shop window he can't even get in the shop can you imagine the grief in the Flanagan household that he's being kept out by the likes of oh. Jake Avarillo and Brandon Wakem? Well, Shane was commentating on... No, not this game. What was he commentating? Sorry, I thought he was commentating on this game. No. No, sideline. Uh, he doesn't look happy. I saw him out on the field in his big, um, long... You know, the big, long parkers that they wear? Oh, yeah. Yeah, and he did not look happy. Who's this? Kyle. Oh, Kyle, yeah. no. God, no. Well, no, he's dropped the lip so far. He's treading on him with his ASICs. Uh, Trent, Trent, uh, T-Baz, Trent uh, Barrett had his nice tracksuit top on, but I noticed that this week he went for the jeans on the bottom, not that, the full tracksuit. That's not right. No, it's not at all. Maybe and he, he left them in... He didn't even cry after the game or anything. Oh, he's used to winning. Oh. He's got the winning culture now. Oh. Well, he's I thought been... it, it was just a terrific performance. I hope that Bulldogs win the rest of their games coming home because mm. they were just... They're, they're the people's club now, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, they showed a lot of moxie, didn't they? Mm. They've been mm. down all year. Mm. They've got their organs squished about in their guts, and now they're coming out the other end. Well, back to back to Corey Norman, sorry, I meant to say. Mm. Uh, I'm pretty sure they told him a few weeks ago that he wasn't wanted. Yeah, because he's been shop- his agent's been shopping, and there's no interest anyway. No, none at all. Maybe, maybe his agent got on the phone pre-game and said, Sorry, Corey, I'm still shopping you, but there's absolutely no interest. James Graham, and, and on the post-game show, <laughs> said that uh, Corey's had a wonderful season. <laughs> well, James has got his hat in both of these camps, uh, and James... Oh, I don't like that bloke at all. No, he's got... Issues. He's got like he's got uh, cognitive issues. Well, he was the one saying that I do with me. I do with me brain what I want to, mate. Yeah. Well, you should put it into gear. And Corey Norman's been average at best. Gross. Well, let's have a look at the round ahead starting tonight, of course, because we're recording on Thursday morning. Wonderful time to be recording. It is a bluebell over here it today. It is. We're going to step out into the sunshine, aren't we, and go oh. and look at some... Look at some uh, Effects pedals. Yes, and some guitars and headphones. Maybe might even have a go on the drums. Yeah. You want to have a go on the drums <laughs> when the we shops. get to the shops? Yeah, I'm going to have a go. On, I'm going to have a tickle on the drums. Have a go. The people at the shop are going to love us. Uh, round 15 Oh, let's have a look at round 14 uh, Because I triumphed again I got 6, you got 4 So it's 64 to 60 Well, see, I was I adamant further ahead I was adamant that I tip Cronulla But I'm going to have to go to the tapes Because well, I think there's something And you also there. said you tipped the Storm But you didn't 
If any of our fans want to go and review the tape, because we can't, we're, we're too busy. Too busy. Time poor. <laughs> um, now, first game, round 15, Broncos, Rabbitohs. Mm, Broncos coming off the back of a hiding. Mm. Uh, I can't see anything but a Rabbitohs victory, but let's have a look anyway. Xavier Coates. Oh, Corey Oates um, has been... He's out of favour. Well, no, he's not out of favour. He's, he's been snubbed. There's been a bit of a... He's, he's created a bit of a ruckus around his continual non-selection from Kevy and said that he thinks he deserves it, but he, 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 he says that uh, Kevy hasn't given him any direction, hasn't said how he can improve, how he can get back into first grade. Well, I'd... I actually probably agree with Corey here. He's one of my favourites. I love Corey Oates. Don Ferner, if you're listening, and yeah. I know you are, sign wouldn't, him up, son. Wouldn't look out of place, would he? Xavier Coates needs to pass a fitness test on Wednesday. Well, that was yesterday, so I don't know if he's passed it or not. Dale Copley's on standby. I hope he's on standby for the bus heading out of Brisbane because he was <laughs> disgraceful last week. Oh, Tessie New has been confirmed as Brisbane's new fullback and deservedly so because he was their shining light last week. Oh. Carmichael Hunt gets another run at 5'8". How? God. How? God. Who's injured? Oh, Kelly. Albert mm. Kelly's injured still. Flegger. Jesus Christ, hurry back. <laughs> hurry back. Flegler retains the 13 jersey. John Asiata back to the interchange bench. Jordan Ricky and Reese Kennedy, the first two players cut from the squad on... Oh, what are you doing, Kevin? Jordan Ricky. Jordan Ricky. Uh, oh, God. Dane Gagai and uh, Joy Arrow for the Rabbitohs have been cleared to make their returns. Uh, Joy Arrow was on a show during the week. I didn't know who it was. Oh. didn't look anything like what I thought Joe Arrow looked like. It was really strange. Nondescript looking fella. Jaden Sewers got dropped again. Wow. <laughs> Wayne, Wayne does not like Jaden. Jaden Jaden must have run over Wayne's cat. Yeah. Jaden, because Wayne would have cats. He wouldn't be a dog bloke. Uh, Cook and Murray are both out again after not backing up from Origin. Uh, and Benji Marshall had another kid, or his wife had another kid, his second kid. Good on you, Benji. Oh, was that only two? I thought Benji had about nine kids. No. Oh, that's uh, CS9's got about 12 kids, hasn't he? Has he? Oh, four. Mm. They're all going to be turds, I bet. <laughs> uh, who are you tipping in this one? Ah, Rabbitohs. Uh, who'd you tip in the first game? That's it, that is the first game. Oh, it is too. Sorry, Broncos, yeah, Rabbitohs. Yeah, yeah. oh, yeah, oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Thursday. So you, you, Me too, got, Rabbitohs, Rabbitohs. It's got you shook this yeah, Thursday. Yeah, yeah. It did. I can't wait to watch it. I, I love watching the Broncos get toweled up. <laughs> On a Thursday night and they're at home as well. So, they'll yeah. Sorry, my mate Joey. And I know Joey was listening last week and poor Joey. Oh, the, Joey the Broncos man. Yeah, Joey yeah. the Broncos man. And he did message me and, uh, and he, I think it was just two words. Good game. Well, he should put himself in the departure lounge out of Brisbane. <laughs> no, he's in Perth. Oh, He's an elevator guy. He uh, fixes elevators. Does he? Yeah. For Otis? Well, I don't know. Does he work for Otis? You ever heard of anyone who's an elevator technician? I have, you know. You know I, I bloody well have because what? when I was at the casino, the elevator got stuck and no one could fix it. <laughs> no in-house techs could fix it. <laughs> <laughs> Try as they might. Their in-house elevator guy there couldn't was, fix it. There was roulette dealers and all, whoever we could find. Oh, were having cl- a go. Yeah, climbing up the shaft and tinkering with the electronics <laughs> and we, en- we ended up having to call the man from Otis. Jesus. Yeah. Oh, he charged us an absolute poultice. I'm sure that jo- uh, Joey's on a, on a on a good wicket because they they, they don't come cheap. Elevator repairman. No. Cowboys Sharks Friday 6 p.m. at Queensland Country Bank Stadium. Kyle felt trained well on Tuesday and should be right, 
to play the Sharks. It only hurts the Cowboys. I can't stand the bloke. Mitch Dunn is also back after his suspension. Uh, now, for the Sharks, so you see Ona Katoa and Brandon Hamlin. We haven't seen Hamlin ULA for ages, have we? Can I ask? Where's he been? What's happened to Dugan? Has he been dropped? Hasn't oh, he? he's in he's the not, wilderness. He's in the wilderness as well. He's not even sh- in the bloody shop window, Josh. I think he's last I heard he was murmuring about going to rugby union. Rugby union. Good riddance, Josh. Uh, what see, sort of window would Josh be in a shop? He'd be in one of those cloud nine <laughs> bong shops, wouldn't he? He looks like that kind of guy that shops at cloud nine. Hello to all our cloud nine listeners. <laughs> There's a real good bong shop in um, in um, Civic. In Garima Place. Oh, there's nothing but bong shops in Civic. In Garima, Garima Place is the home of bong shops for our Canberra listeners. If you need a nice bong, <laughs> head down there. <laughs> nice big Hong Kong. <laughs> Wade Graham's not been named after suffering another head knock. He's in big trouble, poor he, old Wade. Yeah, I think he's going to be the next one that hangs up the boots. Yeah, the Sharks are, sharks are aiming for four consecutive wins for the really? first time since 2018. Wow. They're on a tear, just like I said the Dragons were a few weeks ago. Yeah. So I've obviously mocked them as well. Who do you think? Oh, geez, they're evenly matched, I think. But I think uh, I'm going to go with the... Here we go, here we go. I'm going to go with the Cowboys. Oh, good, because I'm going Sharks because the Cowboys suck. Yeah. Uh, Panthers Roost is a blockbuster. Heavyweights. Blue Bet Stadium. And Nate- I suppose Panthers have got all the stars back for this, I bet. Nathan Cleary's expected to play after the big pimple popped and had a big hole in his face. <laughs> Isaiah Yo, Kurt Capel and Liam Martin are all back. And uh, Viliami Kikau is a hamstring injury. Oh. Um, nothing to do with his head that he keeps going down over. Rookie second rower Isaac Targo has retained his place on the interchange bench as well. For the Roosters, Sam Walker was busted last week with his shoulders, um, and I don't think he'll play, but he's been named. Uh, Sam Verrills is also in line after the to be selected after the uh, detached retina, I think he oh, had. Oh, yeah. And uh, superstar Ben Marshke's been suspended. Oh, for so two games, so he's out. Sam Verrills will be a, a welcome him. addition for the tricolour heavyweights. Billy Smith's been named on the extended bench after missing all of 2020 with an ACL, but is likely to play in the Reggies. Mm. What do you think? Oh, God, this is a tough one. Um, it is not. What do you reckon that the Panthers are going to roll them? Exactly. Well, I'm going to go for the Roosters then. Excellent. I'm just pulling further and further ahead with every word that comes out of your mouth. Roosters coach Trent Robinson has a 9-5 record against Panthers rival Ivan Cleary. 9-5. and five. Well, there you go. That's why I tipped him because I didn't even know that. <laughs> uh, Knights Warriors. And, of course, it's uh, Beanie for brain cancer around this week. Mark Hughes has uh, popped back up on the media uh, circuit as he does every year, every him, year and, him and all his nines. I saw Billy Peden last night. Gee, he's in good condition. Really? Oh, wonderful looking young man, Ooh. Billy Peden. Gee, he was a good player, wasn't he? He was. Yeah. He's been doing walks and stuff. Um, good he, on him. He's hard to, hard to dislike, Mark Boozy Hughes. <laughs> very, very um, uh, passionate man because, of, of course, a brain cancer survivor himself. Yeah. And he does good work. Good on you, Mark. Wonderful. And go get yourselves out and buy a, a beanie. I think you can get him at the IGA. I don't know about the local Darch IGA. Can you get him here? I'm going to ask. His name's Glenn. He's on the Facebook Darch page all the time, so I'm going to ask him to get him in. All right. 
Glenn Ka- Morton, his name is. That's a famous name around Cowboys. <laughs> Kalen Ponga remains in doubt after his groin injury. Refuses to heal because he's just on the tear. Is he on the tear all the time, or is he doing Gutharinas? No, home? no, I've. No, he's a surfer and a photographer. Oh. So I don't know how you hurt yourself photographing. I'm unless not in, you're one of those paps I'm and you get knocked one. over by Kim Kardashian <laughs> when she's getting out of the taxi with no undies on and she kicks him in the face. I'm all, I'm convinced that Kalen rarely is off the job. <laughs> I've got my thoughts about Kalen, but I'm going to keep them to myself. Okay. Mitchell Pearce and Heimel Hunt have much better chances of taking the field this week. Um, and their returns come as the club confirmed Bradman Best will miss six to eight weeks with a syndesmosis. That's very serious syndesmosis. Yeah, um, Bradman hasn't been his best, though, has he? Not at all. David Clemens lifted on the interchange bench as he makes his way back from two-match suspension. Uh, and for the Warriors, rising star Reese Walsh is, but people are calling for him in, coming to the Origin team. What do you think for Queensland? Oh, they're going to have to do something. I'd have him in there. No, uh, yeah, if you're old uh, enough, you're good enough. No, yeah, the other well, way around. Yeah, if you're good enough, you're old enough. Yeah. Uh, but they're all saying, oh, he's front on defence isn't good enough. But oh, please. please. He's electric. Yeah, well, he's one of these guys that's probably built for Origin, I think. Like, He's he's going to play there one day, so put him in now while you're hopeless. Electronic he is. Sean O'Sullivan gets another chance at halfback following Chanel Harris-Tavita's season injury and oh, season ending. What a tragedy. Pectoral, yeah. What a, that's a tragedy for the Warriors because he's been one of their best. How hard does the kid hit? I know, and that's a and great technique. And of all the people that's going to do a pectoral injury, I wouldn't have thought it was him because they're the kind of injury from people sticking their bloody arm out, yeah. turnstile style, and getting the thing ripped out. But he doesn't hit like that. He hits properly. Oh, yeah. He's a whacker. <sighs> Chanel goes, whack! <laughs> <laughs> Jazz Tavanga gets the nod at hooker in place of Wade Egan Ooh. after Wade got a head knock. And Adam oh, Fanua Blake, who made his return after eight weeks out, is on the bench again. He didn't do much last week. I had yeah. I had higher hopes for Adam Fanua Blake. Mm, and the Warriors, lazy-ish. here's a stat for you. They've conceded 169 points in their past five games. Too many. I'm still oh. tipping them, <laughs> Warriors. Um, did you mention that Mitchell Pearce is back? Uh, maybe. For the Newcastles? Mm, maybe. Oh, he had a peck, peck injury. They're much better chances, but may, may, may not play. I'm going to go Newcastle. Oh, man. We're going wild, on. I know, but I need to... One of to, us is going to be a long yeah, way no, in front. I need to do something crazy to make up. That's wild! <laughs> I keep saying wild. For the Dragons and Raiders on Saturday at 5.30pm at Wynn Stadium, Zachy Zach Lomax is the chance of returning from a thumb injury. Oh no, because he's the X Factor. <laughs> he's your favourite. Uh, is Dufty going to put on a show this week for his new boss? Well, funnily enough, if uh, Zach Lomax doesn't return, the 17 trotting out for the Dragons will be the exact, the exact same, same that embarrassed themselves last week against the Bulldogs. Very, very strange from Hook. Has he got no? Is, is there no one in Reggie's that he likes? Well, no, is there no one that the subscribes injury. to his bloody worldview? No, but they had the injury crisis. Uh, and um, I don't think Stick and Jack Bird in the bloody second row is helping anybody, is it? Uh, uh, for the Raiders, no change is expected with Ryan James expected to play reserve grade after serving his one-match suspension. Um Sia Soliola and Ryan Sutton could switch again late this week after the side's success last week, a master stroke from Ricky. <laughs> uh, and the Raiders have won their last four out of five against the Dragons. Remember when they never lost to the Dragons ever? 
I remember when the Dragons used to routinely beat the crap out of them. That was before they never lost or whatever. <laughs> oh, yeah, there was that remember big they run went they went run? on. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think the one that broke it was when I went to the game with my my dragon-loving friend and um, and uh, we got embarrassed badly. Oh, and well, then it wasn't we the game I went to with you where... No, that was a good game. Remember that and I gave it to Dugs. Yeah. Oh, God, I gave him a spray. Who are you tipping? Canberra. Mm, me too. We can always agree on that, can't we? <laughs> <laughs> Storm and West Tigers, Saturday 7.30 at uh, Sunshine Coast Stadium. Christian Welch is expected to make a return after... Mm, big he, in. Yeah. Uh, Nelson Asafa Solomona replaces Jesse Bromwich, who had an elbow injury. And he's in the shop window too. Who, Jesse Bromwich? Yeah. Is he? Well, he's off contract, I think, and I think they said they're not going to re-sign him. Like, what kind of crazy talk is that? After Craig Bellamy said that he's probably possibly the best player he's ever trained, our coach. Mm, that is odd. That's astronaut talk. I might be wrong there, but I'm pretty sure I'm right about that. But anyway, George Jennings returns on the wing mm. uh, for the Tigers. Moses Mbai will need to get through training this week before the side travels to Queensland. He's got a sore knee. Big in this week, though. Kenny Momalo. <sighs> I got a photo of him here on NRL in his Warriors jersey. Poor old Ken. Jeez, oh. I, feel, I feel so sorry for him. Does he replace Jimmy Roberts? Oh, Jimmy Roberts goes to centre. Now, here's a, here's the weird thing. Uh, Mamalo will clash against the Storm for the third time this season. And do you know what he did in his first two games against the Storm? Scored three against them. Hatties. <gasps> so he's in line for the, to be the only player ever to score three hat-trick Again, three hat tricks in the same season against the same team. Wouldn't wow. that be wonderful? Oh, I'm, God. Oh. Are you rooting for them? Jo- oh, yeah, for sure. James Roberts moves into the centres, though. That's the, my only problem. I think Jimmy, he's Jimmy the Jet's a better winger these days. Well, he's not because he's not fast anymore. That was his main thing, and that's why he's called the Jet. He's not the Jet anymore. He's the bloody cargo ship. He's Jimmy a, the cargo ship. He's a, a Commodore vacationer. <laughs> He's just not far. Commodore Vacationer towing a caravan. Remember though, they were wonderful cars. Mm, Vacationer. Little, you just you looked at them and you thought, well, I know where that bloke's going. <laughs> going on holidays. And you know that there was always a big box of holiday fifties in the centre <laughs> console of those cars. <laughs> For our nineties nineteen eighties kids. You'll know what I'm talking about. Uh, now who are you going to tip in this one? Storm. It's, yeah, it's hard to go past them, but I'm going to be cheering, cheering, cheering for the, my beloved Tigers. Yeah. yeah, no, but Storm will beat them by 50, I think. Eels Bulldogs Sunday, 2 p.m. Bank West Stadium. Blake Ferguson and Bryce Cartwright are unlikely to be late inclusions. You can't believe this. There's murmurings during the week that Blake's thinking about going to rugby union that'd be an absolute travesty well they brought in sean russell who's he oh i don't know but he's what? not he's a debutant he's a debutant so put 100 on him to score a try sean russell never heard of him huh. i'll tell you what hayes dunster's been playing pretty good yeah but he's not blake ferguson no, he's not kind well he might be he's a good sort of a kid actually hayes he's a very good sort 
For the Bulldogs, Dallin Wateni Zelezniak could be a late inclusion. He's got a sore foot. Um, but Nick Meaney's been retained in the fullback role, and so he should be because yeah. he had a wonderful game. Well, what happened to, what's his name that they bought from the Rabbitohs that was going to be the next big thing? Corey Allen. What's yeah. happened here in Wilderness? Mm, don't know. It's a huge world. God, jeez, it's a big paddock these blokes are wandering around in. And big shops, big world, big paddocks, <laughs> big bloody lounges. Now, they've left out Oregon Kafusi, who I thought was really good last week. Uh, well, yeah. I don't know if I agree with you there. Bryce, he was good too, or is he injured? Uh, they've left him out. Bryce has broken up with his uh, yeah, wife. Yeah, he has too. Maybe it's unsettled him because he was actually playing okay for a little while. No, but I think he's been busted up with her the whole season, so that would explain his mm. form. I would say. The Bulldogs are aiming for back-to-back wins since uh, the first time since 2019. Wow. Gee, I'd love to see him win. Oh, Do you think they can? No. Righto. I'm going to go with Parramatta too. In that wonderful stadium they got. I just don't think the dogs can back up after last week's, um, the emotion. The highs. No, the emotion. Yeah. So, so emotional. Do they handle the heights? <laughs> AJ Brimson should be fit for the Titans Eagles Sea Eagles clash at four oh five on Sunday at Super Seabus Superstar. So where are they putting he's not even named on the anywhere here on this. Uh they can still slot him in, can't yeah, um, so at the yeah. expense of poor old Jaden. Mm, poor Jaden. David Fafita wanna pull his socks up. Mm. Wasn't very good. Tino wanna Maybe. pull his socks up. Oh, no, he was better. He was better. Fafita no. wasn't as good yeah, as... Fafita, yeah, I didn't even know he was playing there for a while. I knew Tino was because he was doing a lot of work. Uh, Titans are averaging 33 points a game at Seabus Super Stadium this this year. You scoring. can't believe it. I know, and yeah. still not winning. Uh, for Manly, Sipley is going through co- co- concussion protocols in a bid to play this week. Uh, Tommy Trebojevic returns at fullback after being rested last week, uh, which means Ruben, my man Ruben, goes back to the wing, Ruben Garrick, and Brad Parker to the centres where he, he feels most at home. Moses Suley back on the reserves list, and Sean Kepi returns from suspension. Wow. Um, yeah, I'm going to have to go manly here. They're you too know? good, especially with Tommy <coughs> Trebojevic at Star Daily. Cherry Evans is 250th too. Oh, well, is he a milestone guy? You know how some guys have their milestone <laughs> games and come out and play like a busted bum? I'm sure he is. Hey, I, while I'm looking at it here, you know who I reckon the, the number one best sort in the NRL is? No, it's obviously Ruben Garrick. Well, no, I think there's someone else who I like more. Morgan Harper. Morgan Harper. Oh, well, Mor- he's unconventional looking. I just love him. Oh, he's fantastic. He looks like uh, he looks like a cross between Lionel Richie and <laughs> and um. You know, he looks like he should be part of uh, Dave Dobbin's band back in the day. Ah, uh, yeah. He's got that kind of look about him. I, I thought he had like him? a bit of a Phil Lynott vibe yeah, about I don't know. him. There's just something about him that just. I tell you what, he can play. Oh, I know. Well, that's the other thing I like about him. He's a good player, mm. good sort. Well, because <laughs> most of our listeners are ladies, so uh, yeah. <laughs> check him out, ladies. There you go. You've got uh, Rabbitohs, Cowboys, Roosters, Knights, Raiders, Storm, Eels and Manly. I've gone Rabbitohs, Sharks, tips. Panthers, Warriors, Raiders, Storm, Eels, Manly. Good luck to us both. There you go. Another week done and dusted. Thank you for listening to League Indeed. 
And we'd like to thank uh, Ragdoll. Leon, Ryan and Cameron from Ragdoll have very graciously allowed us to use their fantastic song Shine for this week's episode. Yeah, and I messaged them and I said, hey, can I use your fantastic song? And they went, yes. (laughs) So if I message you and I say, can I use your song, say yes. And you'll be on the show. You'll be immortalised in rugby league history that we're making here. Head over to Spotify and check Ragdoll out. Wonderful West Australian music. Thank you for joining us. I've had a wonderful time this week. Hope you enjoyed it too. Let's go shopping. <laughs>